Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. Would you open your Bibles with me this morning to Exodus, Exodus chapter 19. And I want to go into part two of the message I began last week. And last week I talked to you about chosen for destiny. Chosen for destiny. And I'm calling this message today simply this, on eagle's wings. On eagle's wings. In Exodus chapter 19, verse 3, now, this was a couple months after Israel had been delivered out of slavery in Egypt. And they're now in the wilderness. They're in the wilderness of Sinai. And they're camping out in front of the mountain, Mount Sinai. Verse 3 says, And Moses went up to God, and the Lord called him to, from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel. Now, I need to pause there because I need you to understand what God is saying. What God is saying to Moses, he says, I want you to tell these people, even though they're slaves, and even though they may not think they have a future, I want you, Moses, to tell them my chosen destiny for them. And the same way that God had a chosen destiny for Israel, God has a chosen destiny for every one of us. Verse 4, God says to Moses, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagle, eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, and this is the Abrahamic covenant. This is the covenant God cut with Abraham, passed down to Isaac, and passed down later through Jacob. God says to the Israelites, Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people. And all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. So what was God's chosen destiny for Israel? God's chosen destiny for Israel was for Israel to be a special treasure to him above all people in the earth. It was for them to be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Now, when I look over my life, and I'm going to encourage you to look over your life as well. When I look over my life, I have been in some dark places. I have been between a rock and a hard place many times. I have been, as it were, in a place where it felt like the walls were closing in on me. I've been in a place where I thought there would be no way out. 
But remember, God has a chosen destiny for all of us. And even when I was feeling like there was no hope, there was no future, even when I was feeling like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to come out of this one, God still had a destiny for me. And God still had a destiny for you. I remember one time I was at a dance and they got the shooting. And I froze. And the person with the gun pointed right to me, no farther than Pastor Ron is from me right here, pointed the gun right into my face, but the gun didn't go off. And I thought about that. Why didn't the gun go off? Why wasn't I shot? Well, God had a chosen destiny for me, and it wasn't to die that night. You see, it isn't lost on me that God has called me to preach the gospel to the nations. I understood that even as a young boy, even though I resisted that. But God doesn't change his destiny for none of us. We must change. But destiny will never change. So how did God bring me out? How did God bring you out? And all of us got a story to tell. All of us been in a fallen place, been between a rock and a hard place. All of us have been in a place where we thought, we don't know how we're going to make it out of this. But you made it. You're here today to tell the story. How did you make it? Well, God did for us what he did for Israel. God bore us on eagles' wings. And he brought us unto himself. That's the God we serve. So God's chosen destiny for Israel was for them to possess and to enjoy a land that flowed with milk and honey. Egypt. Down in Egypt, after Israel was enslaved in Egypt for 430 years. I want you to think about this. They had been enslaved for 430 years. But during that entire 430-year period, God's chosen destiny was still the same. It was still the same. God didn't choose in the year, the 430th year, to say, okay, I think I'm going to deliver them, and I'm going to make them a special treasure unto me, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. No, they were always in the mind of God to be a special treasure, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. So after being enslaved in Egypt 430 years, metaphorically, God brought them out. He brought them out with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. And he says, I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. He brought Israel, these former slaves, he brought them to a place that they would live in his presence and enjoy his blessings and his favor. Can you say amen? amen. Glory to God. Now, the good news is what God did for Israel He'll do it for every one of us. He did it for our ancestors. He did it for our ancestors. You know, there's a parallel between the slavery of Israel in Egypt 
and the slavery of the African descendant in this country. Now, we were enslaved for 430 years in this country, but we were enslaved in this country for 246 years. But look what God did. Huh? God delivered us on the wings of eagles. The Emancipation Proclamation, and even when the Reconstruction laws were overturned, even when we had to face the black coat laws, we had to face Jim Crow, we had to face social injustice and, and ongoing racial discrimination, God was still bearing us on eagle's wings. And he brought us to himself. So God is still bearing his children on eagle's wings. And that's what I'm talking about today. Eagle's wings. So when I say eagle's wings, and when God said to Moses, he says, tell Israel how I bore them on eagle's wings. What are eagle wings? I'm not talking about chicken wings. I'm not talking about turkey wings. I'm talking about eagle wings. Huh? Now, eagle wings is an expressive metaphor, and it describes how God carefully and lovingly delivers his chosen from danger and destruction, oppression and bondage. And then he transports them on the path to fulfill their destiny. He put Israel on the path. He put me on the path. He's put you on the path. And he does that with eagle's wings. And this is why your destiny is not aborted yet. This is why you don't have to give up yet because God is bearing you on eagle's wings to bring you to himself so he can get you back on the path to fulfill your destiny life. And again, every one of you have a destiny. You weren't born by accident or coincidence. You, you're not just an oops between your mother and your father. No, you were born on purpose. And God has a plan and purpose for every one of our lives. What is destiny? Well, destiny is God's plan and purpose. That's what destiny is. It's God's plan and purpose conceived for his children long ago, long ago. God's destiny existed for you before you were born. Isn't that what God told Jeremiah? Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, before you were formed in the belly, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I had sanctified you. In other words, I had destined you to be a prophet unto the nations. What is God saying to us? God is saying to us, before we were formed in our mother's womb, God says, I knew you. And be before you were actually born, I had already, I had already separated you and predestined you for my plan and purpose. That's powerful. That's powerful. Because before my father met my mother, God knew me. Before my father met my mother, God had already chosen a destiny for me. Now, you can kick against the pricks all you want. Like Saul of Tarsus. He was a persecutor of the church. 
And Jesus said to him when he encountered him on the road to Damascus, Saul, Saul, how long will you kick against the pricks? This is not my plan and purpose for your life, Saul. My plan and purpose for you is that you would be a light unto the Gentiles, that you would take my gospel to the Gentiles. So God bore Saul on eagle's wings and brought him to himself. Now, God determines destiny beforehand. Everything's decided beforehand. You can pray pray all you want today. God is not going to make up a new destiny for you as an answer to your prayer. The destiny is decided beforehand. I got to emphasize that. Destiny is decided beforehand. That is before the foundation of the world. Destiny is not decided by circumstance or circumstances. Is that right? Huh? So, So when you look at the Exodus story, you know, Israel coming out of Egypt. The story of the Exodus, it reminds us that our past, and every one of us have a past, our past doesn't have to define our future because God has already predetermined the end before the beginning. All we got to do is just walk lockstep with the Lord. All we got to do is get in his will. All we got to do is just go with the flow of his spirit. He's already got it determined. He's determined the end before the beginning. Is that right? Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I I believe I quoted that scripture last week where, where God said to the prophet, he says, for I know the thoughts that I have toward you. There are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. And the NIV, the NIV version of that verse says, the New International Bible says, God says, I know the plans I have for you. You keep making plans, but God says, I know the plans I have for you. Huh? See, you keep making plans. But God says, I know the plans that I have for you. There are plans to prosper you and not harm you. There are plans to give you hope and a future, a future and a hope. This is why my faith is in God. Regardless of what I feel today, regardless of what I see, my faith is in God because he has a plan. And that plan will give me a future and a hope. Glory to God. Doesn't matter what happened in your past. Your past will not determine your future. God's already predetermined that. You just need to decide that I'm going to go with the flow of God. I'm going to walk with him because God's already decided. Huh? Huh? This is why I believe Paul told the Romans, and I quoted this earlier, Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things, all things, you have, to, you have to underscore that, all things, all things, all things, slavery, degradation, destitute, bondage, all things. When Israel was down in Egypt being beat and abused, when Egypt was so abused, the Pharaoh said, you're going to make bricks, but I'm going to take the straw from you, and you got to go find your own straw to make these bricks. 
just tormenting them. But God says all things, all things, all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. Huh? Do we believe all things work together for good? See, God had an inheritance for Israel even before Israel ever heard the message from Moses. And guess what? Every one of us have an inheritance. We have a spiritual inheritance. You see, Israelites had a physical inheritance. They, they were going to inherit at actu the actual land of Canaan. Canaan. They're going to inherit a land that was very fruitful, a land that flowed with milk and honey. Well, God has given us a spiritual inheritance, every one of us. And that inheritance is in Christ Jesus. That inheritance is an eternal life through Christ Jesus. Come on. And when you're in Christ Jesus, he's just not promising you eternal life. In other words, your life only going to get better when you die. No, no, no. In Christ, eternity begins right now. Right now. Paul told the Ephesians, in Christ, in Christ also, we have obtained an inheritance. You're not going to get it. You already have it. Now you need to discover it. You've obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to him who worketh all things. There's a language from Paul again. All things. He worketh all things according to the counsel of his will. Wow. So no matter what happens to me, no matter how painful it may be, no matter how overwhelming it may be, I may not understand it. But because I'm in Christ, because I have an inheritance, because of who I am in God, he says, I am taking that and I'm working it according to my plan and purpose for your life in all things. I'm going to work them according to the counsel of my will. So every setback is a setup. Every setback in life is a setup because God's working. He's working according to the counsel of his will. Huh? Glory to God. Notwithstanding your past or your present hardships, the bondage and the oppression that we experience sometimes, notwithstanding closed doors that have been slammed in our face, notwithstanding all of that, glory to God. God promised, God promised, God promised to bring us out. He promised to bring us out on eagle's wings. Look what happened to Joseph. Remember Joseph, the favorite child of his father. But Joseph was hated and despised by his brethren. His brethren hated him so much, they sold him off. First of all, they threw him in a pit. Then they stole him off into slavery. Joseph is taken down into Egypt as a slave. And then God opens the door for him to be the manager of the household, a part for the captain of the guard. Then Joseph is lied on. He's lied on. Falsely arrested, falsely accused, thrown into prison. And Joseph was in prison for years. But even in prison... God gave Joseph favor, even in prison. Then the day came where the prison doors opened. 
Joseph was raised up out of prison. And God used the anointing that he had in Joseph's life to interpret the dream of the Pharaoh. And the Pharaoh had no choice but to line up with God's destiny. He couldn't articulate it. He didn't know it. But something on the inside, the Pharaoh knew that God had a greater destiny for this young man. And he made Joseph governor of all Egypt. How? How do you go from being hated and despised by your brethren? How do you go from being thrown in a pit? How do you go from being sold off in slavery? How do you go from being false accused and thrown into prison? How do you go from that to become second in command over all Egypt? How do you go from that? Because God had a destiny for Joseph. Huh? So it didn't matter what happened to Joseph in the past. It, didn't, it wouldn't change God's destiny for Joseph. And no matter what's happened in your past, it will not change your destiny in God. Huh? Huh? Now, don't make this mistake. Some people seem to believe my destiny is tied with this preacher or this great person there. No, 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 no. Your destiny is tied with God. Your destiny is tied with God. You, you, so, so, don't, 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 so ever, don't ever feel like your destiny is tied with me because when I die, your destiny still lives. When you die, my destiny still lives. My destiny ain't tied to no man. It's only tied to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, let me break this thing down a little, little bit more about the eagle, eagle's wings. Now, the eagle, unlike other birds, you know, other birds, they carry their young with their feet or their talons, not the eagle. The eagle carries her young upon her wings out of the reach of danger and destruction. And the reason the eagle carries the young on her wings because the eagle don't want the eaglet to fall and dash themselves against a rock and be destroyed. Don't want them to slip out of their feet or their talons and fall on a rock and be destroyed. So what the eagle does, the eagle takes her eaglets, her young, and she places them on her wings. And, he, and, and the eagle carries her young over danger, over destruction. This is what God did for Israel. This is what God is doing for you and me. He is carrying us over danger and destruction. So the eagle carries the young upon her wings, you know, out of the reach of danger and destruction. And that's the same way the Lord rescues you. That's the same way the Lord carries you through to keep you on the path to destiny. And you may look at yourself and say, my soul looks back and wonder how I got over. I'm going to tell you how you got over. I'm going to tell you how you got over. God bore you on eagle's wings. And he brought you over danger. He brought you over destruction. He brought you over toil, trouble, and strife. Glory to God. And this is why you're here to give him the glory today because he carries you on 
Eagle's wings. Glory to God. Huh? Glory to God. He keeps us on the path of destiny. Regardless of the circumstance, the adversity, regardless of what comes against us, God has a way of mounting us on his wings. And he carries us over it all to get us back on the path to fulfill our destiny. Huh? This is what Peter said, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. You are, talking to you, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Now, not peculiar in the usual sense, but a special people. A peculiar people who should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. When God calls us out of darkness, how do we get to the marvelous light? We get to the marvelous light on eagle's wings. He lifts us out of that darkness, and he flies us over the darkness into the light. We are a chosen generation. You know, God knew every one of us, every one of us. And I know everybody goes through this sometimes. You've said, what, 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 what is my life worth? What, what have I done with my life? Why am I here? What is my real purpose? Everybody goes through that. And it is a matter of discovery. And this is why you need a relationship with God. Because God will show you when you're on the wrong path. And he wants you to get on the right path that leads to the fulfillment of your destiny. God knew you. God knew you before you knew yourself. Paul also said to the Romans, in whom he foreknew, in whom he foreknew, do you know what it means to foreknew? It means he knew you before you knew yourself. And whom he foreknew, he predestined. He predestined. He predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn of many brethren. We are to be victorious just like Jesus. We are to look like Jesus. We ought to walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus. Why? Jesus is not in the grave. Jesus is not defeated. Jesus fulfilled his destiny when he went to the cross. Even though it looked bad to be hanging on the cross, crucified. Some that didn't, didn't understand it said, if you be the son of God, come down from that cross. But Jesus knew that coming down from the cross was not his destiny. His destiny was to die for you. His destiny was to die for me. His destiny was to raise up, rise up on the third day again. And God foreknew us in the same sense. He foreknew us, and now he's predestined us to be conformed to the image of a son that he might be the firstborn of many brethren. There's a song we should sing in the old church, How I Got Over. How I Got Over. How many of you want to say it? How I Got Over. My soul looks back and wonder how I got over. Huh? I am chosen for destiny. You are chosen for destiny. God has a chosen destiny for every one of us. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, 
where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.